Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gabby. And we are two first-year physical therapy students sharing our grad school experiences to help PT students around the world. Embark on this journey with us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Are you struggling financially in PT school? Are you a PT student struggling to find scholarships? We have started the Gratitude Scholarship for PT students, no matter what year, no matter what school you guys can apply. We are raising $5,000. You can check out our GoFundMe link in the description and you can donate, apply, whatever, check it out. We are so excited to be giving this away in the summer of 2019 for our very first time. Hey guys, so Dr. Jeff Conan came on the podcast and made an amazing offer to match for the scholarship fund. So here is his offer. Every $5 donation a student makes, I'll match that. And this is for the last week of May. So that's going to be May 26th until midnight, May 31st, Eastern Standard Time. For every $5 you guys donate, he's going to give back $5. Help out a good cause because we just want to help you guys as much as we can. And this scholarship is our first annual gratitude scholarship fund for a PT student to go towards their tuition. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physio Memes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. For this week's episode, we have Deja, our good friend who is a first-year PT student at Duke University. And in this episode, we go more into talking about how her first year has gone thus far, as well as talking about anxiety and counseling and just talking about how it's okay if you are having panic attacks and you don't know how to deal with it, that it's okay to utilize the free counseling services at, the, at your university. And then you also get some pretty good discounts. Yeah. So not saying that you should all go on anxiety meds, of course, but if you have tried everything else and this is what you need, you can get some discounts on it. You're paying for it in your tuition anyway. So listen to this episode here. Like about Deja's journey and how she has started her blog, The Curly Clinician, all of that stuff. She shares so much great info for you guys. Like, check it out. Um, it'll really help you throughout PT school. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Gratitude. So for today, we have a very special friend and guest, our good friend Deja. And we're so excited to have you on. I'm so excited to be on. It's a great, great opportunity, and I'm glad you guys thought of me. Yes, of course. And we're all currently first and slash second year students. So um, we're excited to just hear about your journey. And if you want to tell the listeners how you got into um, physical therapy and your journey to PT school. Yeah, so... 
I was one of those students that knew I was going to do PT since like high school. In one of my classes, we had to shadow a healthcare provider and my mom worked at a physical therapy office. So I was like, okay, that's easy. I can like go to her job, shadow PTs, like that'll probably be cool. And I ended up loving it. And since then I knew that that was what I wanted to do. So when I went into undergrad, I had my plan. I knew everything I needed to get done and I just did it. Here I am now. It's been a long time coming, but so happy to be here. Yeah, and for you, so you had a gap year. We always talk about this. People always ask us. So we just want to touch on it briefly. How was your gap year, and what did you do between undergrad and grad school? Yeah, so my gap year was very needed because school is crazy. So it was nice to have a year to just, like, recoup from the past four years of school and just chill. But, yeah, so I just worked a retail job at home and just lived with my parents and just relaxed, made a little money prepared for school. But yeah, so I know like, I didn't know that like when I was, hmm, words, okay. So when I first started my PT journey, I didn't know that you applied a year before you went to school. So I didn't know that I was going to have to take a gap year until my junior year when I realized, oh, I would have to apply right now if I wanted to go to school. So there comes the gap. That was not by choice. Yeah, well, at first I was like, okay, yeah, I'll take a gap year and get hours. But then I was like, that's not really going to work because you apply before like the year starts. So it was a weird timing thing, but it all worked out for the best. And here you are. <laughs> I would have gap year back because it was so needed. Although it was hard, like when I got back to like started PT school in August to like get back into the groove of studying and stuff. But once I got back, it was fine. Yeah, totally agree with that. As we, as we all can test to with taking a gap year and getting back into, you know, studying and just getting used to a new environment, your classmates, professors and everything, but it's definitely needed. And if people are still on the fence about definitely look more into it, but also, you know, do what's best for you. Yeah, it really helped avoid a lot of burnout. So gap years are great. <laughs> for sure. And you have actually been doing a blog for quite a while now. So tell us a little bit about how it started, what you're doing with it, and what do you see the future of it? See, if I never took my gap year, I probably wouldn't have started a blog. So another reason why I'm so grateful for my gap year. So I don't know how I started finding like medical Instagram accounts. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like I started following a bunch of nurses and like doctors and stuff. And then I was like, huh. I don't see many PTs or if I did, it was a lot of like accounts that are like showing exercises, not really like talking about their journey through PT school or like tips and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I'll make an Instagram account and try to help other, you know, pre-PT students out. Cause I felt like that would be a nice, that would have been nice to have when I was going through the process. So originally I didn't think I was going to do a blog. I was like, I'll just stick to Instagram. Like a blog would be too much, but then my captions started getting really long. So I was like, well, evidently I have a lot to say so I might as well start a blog and that that's how it happened I've had it for a little over a year and a half and it's just my little baby and I'm just looking forward to continuing to grow it and just what I've gotten so many great opportunities from it and made so many connections so it's definitely been a good thing and that's actually interesting that you say that you've gotten so many great opportunities from it can you just talk about that briefly? Like, what kind of opportunities uh, did you get from your blog? And also, what's your blog called? The Curly Clinician. That is my blog. So, thecurlyclinician.com. That is also my Instagram account. But yeah, so I've just met like you and Gabby, 
from my blog, just met so many <laughs> other um, PT students and like current PTs. And I found out about like different like conferences and gone to conferences and met so many students. And it's just, it's just been so great. And I've just learned a lot and connected with so many people. And it's like, we have our own little like PT family online and I love it. PT, hashtag PT fam. <laughs> Yes, hashtag PT fam. Having connections are so important. And well, I was going to say, if you're interested in starting a blog, then I mean, you have to start somewhere and your connections are just going to keep building, but also being consistent with it. Even if you started before PT school and you want to continue it, but still at least like tell yourself, all right, this is when I'm going to post or um, for us, like this is when we're going to release an episode and be consistent with it. So do you have any um, other advice for anybody who's wanting to start a blog? Honestly, just do it. There's never going to be a right time. Like I waited so long. I was like, oh, like I'm not ready. It's a learning experience and you're, you will learn along the way. And like, I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to like start before I was ready. So I was like, oh, like all these other bloggers have these like nice layouts and like, I can't really afford that right now. So I didn't want to start, but then I was like, I just have to start. I started and now like my blog looks how I want it to look after a year, but it just takes time to start. It won't be perfect, but you'll get there and you'll get better. Yeah. Great advice because honestly, there is no perfect time. Yeah. As you can tell, because Gabby and I started this, you know, in September, <laughs> it's two weeks into PT school for me. So you guys just go for it. There's, there's never a good time. But question for what you're doing now, like how is school now? What are you taking? What year are you? That kind of stuff. So I am my first year. I'm in my third semester. So this is our summer semester. It's a little lighter than the rest of them. So it's been nice. We usually have class eight to five, Monday through Thursday, and then Friday we usually have off. So that's been nice to like go to the pool and like hang out on Fridays. So I'm in Cardio Palm integumentary patient management, um, evidence-based practice, which is our capstone, assessing outcomes of care, PT interventions one, and then our steps course. I'm pretty sure, oh, they're on my computer. I can just look at them. Oh, and diagnostic imaging, which is like x-rays and MRIs and stuff. But a lot of the classes, like we don't have every week. Like we just had our integumentary class for the first time yesterday. And like, we only have diagnostic imaging every other week. But like the main classes are like cardio palm, evidence-based practice. We have those like every week and then everything else is kind of whenever, but it's been, it's been nice. So I have school and then I have my blog, of course. And then I also started a job this semester. So I'm working with a teenage boy that has um, cerebral palsy. So basically I just like um, help him get like home from school, help him do his homework, like toileting, transfers, cause he work he walks with like a walker. And he has like AFOs and stuff. So it's just been a good like learning experience to work with him and like practice stairs. And like I get to stretch him out and do his PT exercises. And then like one day he was like, oh, my neck hurts. And I was like, oh, I know like cervical PNF. I'm going to try this out. And it was just like so cool that I get to use what I'm learning in school, like at work. And it's just so rewarding. He's so great. And it's, he's like, anytime you ever need to like practice anything on me that you're learning in school, like you can. So it's just been a good experience. I didn't ever expect to have a job because I didn't expect to have any time, but it's a lifetime commitment. Like, um, 
like two to three hours, like twice a week. So it's been great. I really love it. That's really cool though, because a lot of people think, oh my gosh, I'm in PT school. How can I ever work or do anything with my life? And that is so not true. Yeah. You just got to make time. You just got to plan it out. And the good thing about this job is they have like, they like send us a calendar and you basically just say when you want to work. So. No, but that's so cool that you're working during PT school because I literally had, <laughs> I haven't told this story. During orientation, I had three or four classmates. I had the same conversation with three or four classmates who had said, I finally made it into PT school and I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to go out. I'm going to study and that's it. And I was like, what? <laughs> you will go crazy. Uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of my classmates got jobs this semester. Mostly everybody works like at the gym because it's so easy. But like a lot of people got jobs this semester. Because we're like, we're in the groove. We know our schedule. Like we can handle it. So, but it was nice to like wait. Like I waited two semesters, got adjusted and then got the job. Yeah. And honestly, if people are worried about managing that work and school right away, you don't have to do it right away. Just because some of us did doesn't mean that it works for you. And you're a testament to that because you waited two semesters and here you are successfully managing both work and school. I had to take it one step at a time. Yeah. What has been your most challenging topic to write for your blog and your favorite topic to write about? Favorite topic to write about would be like, like my post where I like recap the semester, like talked about how I study. I really like the post that I wrote while I'm in PP school more than the post that I wrote before I started. Of course I had like more experience, but I just kind of got my like, like my voice. And I just think they're, they were fun to write and nice to share. Most challenging. I'm not sure. I don't know if any have been really challenging. It's just been hard, like in school to find time to, write because I'm the type of person if I start a blog post like I want to finish it in that sitting but like I was supposed to write a blog post about my um, steps experience that was last semester and I still haven't finished it yet because I just haven't found any time and I've been procrastinating but yeah I think I need to be like you guys and set like these are days I'm gonna post like give myself like a deadline or a time limit and then I feel like I can be more consistent because I haven't had a post for a few months now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your, your advice, take your, take your, what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's honestly the only way to do this is, yeah. first of all, Gabby and I have each other as accountability, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of forced. Yeah, see, I don't have anyone accountable for me. I can easily be like, oh, I just won't do it. Like, I'll just push it off. I need a yeah, no. We'll text you and be like, hey, Deja. Yeah, where's that blog post? <laughs> Where is it? But... <laughs> Going more into your first semester of school and kind of, um, if you want to tell everybody about how it started and, or not your first semester, your second semester of school and, you know, how that started and your whole journey throughout, through that semester. Yeah. So I guess I will talk about first semester too. Because first semester was rough. Like the first few weeks were really hard to adjust to being in a new place, being back in school after have not being in school for a year, that was really hard and just adjusting to all the classes and like 
kind of feeling out, filling out my like study schedule, like feeling it out, like how much I want to study. I definitely overstudied. And a lot of the second year said that, you know, your first year, you're going to overstudy. And I was like, no, no, like, I'll be fine. I way overstudied and it did not <laughs> do me good. So that's one thing. That's one piece of advice I would say. Don't overstudy because my grades definitely suffered and my grades have been so much better like these past two semesters when I didn't overstudy. And also like I've been struggling with anxiety. So that's something I also wanted to talk about. I think that I've struggled with it for most of my life. I just didn't have a name for it and I didn't really know what it was. So first semester, I just put so much pressure on myself to get certain grades and it just was not good. And my boyfriend actually encouraged me to um, see a counselor on campus and I kept putting it off and putting it off. And after I had multiple panic attacks from like last summer to like December, January, I realized that it was time to get some help. And thankfully like on campus um, at Student Health, it's free to go to um, counseling and psychological services. So I went to my first meeting and the first meeting was kind of like, they talk to you about all your options and they kind of just get to know you a little bit and put you in, like they figure out if you want to do group counseling, individual counseling, if you want to um, get a medical like eval for medication. So I decided that I would do individual counseling and then do the evaluation for medication because I've never been on it before, but I've heard that it can be helpful for people. I was a little scared at first, but then I realized that it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal if I need take a little pill every day to see you know situations clearer and be able to deal with my life so I am on Prozac and I've been on it for like four months and my life has drastically changed like I've only had maybe one or two panic attacks when I was having them like monthly and now I haven't had that many um I don't get as stressed my grades have gotten way better. Like I got my first A's on exams last semester for the first time because I just don't stress about things and I just know that everything is gonna be okay. So going to counseling was a like one of the best decisions I've made for myself personally. So if anyone is thinking about it, do it. It's scary, but it is so worth it. I think it's just so good to to talk about it too. And you've had this for most of your life and you just couldn't put a name to it. But in regards to like your, your mental health and, you know, going through school, I just think it's so important whether you need that and not feel ashamed for it. I think that's the biggest, biggest thing because there is still a stigma around mental health and, you know, going for help and being really open about it. But I think going and like putting yourself first and knowing that your grades improved and you had less panic attacks is I mean that's so amazing and I think more people deal with it and internally and just don't say anything because on the outside like at school and everything you you're normal I mean you're fine and what people don't see is the behind the scenes of what goes on after class or even at home and so I just think that is so courageous of you to share that and say like you're you're not alone and it is okay to do that i think i realized that i had gotten bad when i actually had a panic attack in class and i was just like okay this is like starting to interfere with like my life more than it should like that was when i realized that i need to get help so get help hopefully you don't wait till it gets as bad as it got for me but 
just get the help you need and it's okay. And for the people listening who maybe have had anxiety for a while, but like you said, haven't been able to put a name to it, and maybe they don't know what a panic attack is, how would you describe that experience for you? Because it is a little different for everybody, but what was it like for you? Maybe the first one compared to like the most recent one. Yeah. So the first one, I got really hot. My heart started beating really fast. Like it literally felt like it was going to come out of my chest. I got really watery and then I just had this feeling of like like something bad's gonna happen but I couldn't like I couldn't put a finger on what it was I just had like a, just a feeling like something bad is about to happen and the first one I had lasted for like it lasted for like an hour and I didn't know what it was and I was just like okay like this was weird but then I ended up having another one and the subsequent ones were a little shorter but I could tell when they're about to happen and like triggers and stuff. So yeah, they're different for everybody. But I think like the common things are like heart rate, like, you know, temperature rise, like impending doom is like the term. But yeah, so that's how mine were. And you said you finally went to see the counselor um, at school, which good point. A lot of people have free counseling at their school and you guys might not even know it. You're already paying for it. So you might as well take advantage of it. Exactly go and see them. Otherwise you're going to have to pay like a hundred bucks an hour. If you like, when you're not in school, might as well go, even if you don't have a problem that you know about just to like talk. An outside source to talk to someone who's not like in your life that knows everything. It's just nice to have that, like someone to bounce things off of and just to know that you're not crazy. <laughs> like, honestly, like it's like as simple as it sounds, just having someone to talk to that's on the outside is just so nice. Yeah, someone who's unbiased and has no idea, like a third party. More objective. Mm-hmm, exactly. When you do go for your first session, did you set up um, subsequent ones after that? And are you going weekly or monthly if you are still seeing your counselor? Yeah, so after the first one I set up, so I have two separate, I have a separate meeting for counseling and then a separate, a separate meeting for like my psychiatrist with my medication. So I only have the meetings with my psychiatrist maybe once every few months. And that's just for him to like check in, see how my dosage is working, see if we need to lower it, see if we need to um, bring it up anymore. But then the, um, they call them IC, individual counseling. So those are a little more frequent, like maybe once a week or once every two weeks. So I'm still going. I have not been in a month because um, I got in a car accident. I'm fine, but my car got totaled. So I hadn't, I haven't had a car for almost the past like two months. So I had to cancel my appointment. It's just been hard to go, but I should be getting my car back soon so I can get back on the schedule and start seeing my counselor again. But yeah, so like once every few weeks or however often you feel like you need to go. But I feel like once every few weeks was fine for me. And both of those are through the school? Mm -hmm, at the same place. Look at that, guys. Wow. <laughs> That's really nice. And my medication is through the school, so it's cheaper. What? Great. I actually did not know that at all. I'm going to have to. <laughs> Man. Like for, I don't, I don't know how long the like dosage lasts, but it's like four bucks. And it lasts at least like a month and a half, I feel like. Oh my gosh. Like, this is so cheap. This is crazy. Well, I mean, you are paying it in your tuition, but 
take advantage of it though. Don't just pay it for no reason. So go see counselor, go to student health, use honestly, just all the resources that your program or your school has, take advantage of them, whether that's the gym, whether that's counseling, whether even our school has like, um, like nutritional counseling, just anything that is offered to you, take advantage of it. Yeah. And of course we're not saying, oh, everybody should go and like get on medication for whatever they can because it's cheap. That's, that's not what we're saying, but no. <laughs> it's not. you just have to find out what works for you. Some people are just on medication. Some people just need counseling. Some people like me need both. So that's how, that's why that first meeting, you kind of like feel things out and you figure out what's best for you because everyone's situation is different. Yeah. And for you, this is kind of a hard question to ask, but and to word. <laughs> so did you feel any shame initially and how did you overcome that if you did? So I did a little bit. It kind of, I mean, it's weird to have to take, like, I was like, why do I have to take a pill every day to be like, okay, why can't I just be okay on my own? And I think that's why it took me so long to go because of that stigma that's associated with it. So the first few weeks were pretty hard. Like, of course, the, like your body's getting adjusted to the medication. So I had like side effects. I was really tired all the time. I didn't really feel emotions. But after like that fog, the first like two or three weeks, it got way better. And I got used to taking it every morning. It's on my dresser with everything else. So I don't forget it. I don't hide it from anyone anymore. Like I actually talked to some of my teammates um, at school and a lot of them are on medication as well. So it's not it, I realized that it's not as rare as I thought it was. Like so many people have anxiety and deal with it however they have to. And if that's medication, it's okay. So I just wish, I just hope that like this is a small step in helping like break down that stigma. Yeah, I agree. And I think the more people who open up about it and, you know, give their experiences like you have, I mean, the more people are not going to be as, closed and ashamed about it. And that's another thing, like you shouldn't care what other people think because it's what's for you. And I'm just trying to say that haters are going to hate, but <laughs> um, they don't matter. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. No one's going to judge you, you know, less for that or judge you, judge you more for that. So honestly, we should all like, just go at least once, especially PT students. If you, if you're not having something going on in your life or you are, we're all going to go through like stressful weeks and have anxiety or feel so overwhelmed. And even just like talking about it and have, like you said, someone who's unbiased, just listen and say, okay, or notice something about, mm -hmm. you know, your study habits or something. I think that's key. And I wish that was implemented and talked about more. Yes, me too, girl. Yeah, for you guys in your program, like for your orientation, did you have a brief like spiel about, oh, you can go to counseling or like here are your resources? Like what did they tell you guys? Yeah, we, we had that for sure. Someone from counseling and psychological services came and spoke to us and, you know, gave us like a pamphlet and stuff. But in orientation, like you're like, oh, I'm just so happy to be in PT school. Like you're not thinking about that. You're like, oh, I'll be fine. So it took me a while to be like, okay, like, let me look on the website and see what they have going on, check them out. And they, they're, they're just so great there. Yeah. Most programs do it. They usually have a representative from 
each department come. But yeah, we have the same thing. We had someone come and just say, hey, we're here, we're open, you can come to us as grad students. So that's how it was with uh, my program. And it's like the same thing. Most programs, somebody comes in for orientation and you know, nobody's listening. They're just so excited to be there. Like they haven't even started yet. It's like that one meme, like day one of PT school versus like second year. Second year, day one. That, okay. <laughs> that meme could not be more true because that's exactly how I felt the first day. I don't think I've seen this meme. I need to, uh, y'all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's basically like day one, it's like this person really excited. And then like second year, day one, it's just like dread, like tired and like exhausted. It's just so different. Um, but so true. It is. Well, it's like, it's exhausting, but I'm still so happy to be here. Like I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Oh, so of course. Hard as school gets and as much work as we have, it's still such a great experience and such a great opportunity. So it's going to be hard, but it's so worth it. Yeah, it is. Definitely. I just think that's such a funny meme. <laughs> and that is why you should go to counseling. <laughs> yes. Make things better. <laughs> exactly. Same thing. And it's, they're just funny. <laughs> they are. They are. And for the people who are listening who are like, well, maybe I haven't had a panic attack after you described it, but maybe I am dealing with a little more anxiety than usual and maybe I'm feeling more overwhelmed than usual now that I've started PT school. What are some things that you tried to do before you took that step to go to the counselor? Um, breathing, which is a big thing because a lot of us tend to hold our breath a lot. So just breathing, small self-care things, but yeah, I wasn't really doing much or I didn't really know what to do. And after going to my, um, counselor the first time she um, talked to me about starting a gratitude journal or just like writing down things every day like good things that happened every day just to see like the positives and stuff and I haven't been that good with it but it is a great it's a great um tool just to because sometimes you just see the worst and it's nice to just be like okay so what good did happen today and just to be more positive and stuff like that I think that's great advice firstly to somebody who may be feeling this way and maybe they don't want to go to the counselor because of a pride thing or ego thing and I get it maybe that's the first step to see if that helps at all and then if it doesn't work you guys should feel open to going counselors are not there to judge you like your your, your classmates are not there to judge you if you go like nobody cares nope. I just want to see you succeed exactly however you need to get there, do you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what's best for you. Yeah. And Gabby and I kind of talked about this with Yusra in one of our first few episodes that we had done. But um, people deal with anxiety. I've dealt with anxiety, not to the same extent that you have, but basically just that everybody has anxiety to some extent. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. I do. Okay. Yeah. I think we were just really being vulnerable and telling each other's story. But yeah, everybody's going to have anxiety and feeling overwhelmed. Like I can say, and I'm going to be a hundred percent vulnerable with everybody who's listening. I just started my first week of class for my second year. And you know, they're not, they don't transition you like they did the first day of class for um, your first day of PT school. Like 
I am, I'm having those feelings and I like, this is only the first few days. And so I know like, it's not the end of the world. I think it's just the, in the depth of the information and how we're already like going into it. So I just have to like tell myself, okay, you know, I have some coping strategies, so it is okay to feel like this. You're going to go through it, um, in school and it's just good to know like, okay, what are some things that I can implement? And if it gets too far, then what resources can I use in regards to talking to someone like a counselor? And that's totally okay. Like we have been saying, and we encourage you all to, if you are feeling like that, just take that next step. Yeah. Like recognizing your like triggers. Like sometimes when people in my class are like getting stressed out about things, I have to remove myself. Cause I'm like, I don't need, like, that's going to make me more stressed out. So just like little things like that are good to know, like what makes you become more anxious or stuff. Like I have a lot of responsibilities at school, you know, besides school, I'm also like the vice president of my class. So I know that if my plate is becoming, you know, too full, I need to step back and take some things off. So you're not, no one's super man or super woman. You're, you're human. And sometimes you need to take a break. So you can't say yes to everything and you can't do everything and that's okay. And that's hard for people to admit. That's hard for myself. <laughs> that's hard for me to everything, but you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, that's probably, like you said, when you do take on too many things and you commit to different, to different things, like, you know, you just have to remember this could add a little more stress or more anxiety to what you have going on currently. And I'm pretty sure that was one of the things because I did take on a role this week and, you know, it did trigger some, some anxiety because I haven't been able to study as much. And I know it's the first few days, but you still got to keep on top of everything. So that's another thing because as students, we like to take on a lot. We like to volunteer our time and help everybody we can. But at the same time, like you said, you have to find the balance and that could be really tough, especially when you have, you're taking on too many things. You got to help yourself first. That was a big thing that another thing that made me realize that I needed to go because I knew that I can't help anyone else or I can't help future patients if I'm not okay. So make sure to take care of yourself first. I know a lot of people in PT school are very type A and like extroverted and like, like, pleasing everyone and making everyone happy, but you have to remember yourself and you have to make yourself happy first before you can do that for someone else. And PT students, yeah, we're all people pleasers who are type A students because how else do you get into PT school? (laughs) I thought I was type A and then I met some of my classmates and I'm like, whoa, I'm here and you're like here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Same. Just like being alone in undergrad as a pre-PT, you are always like carrying the weight and group projects. Once you get to PT school, it'll be very different because everyone will be like you. And it's, a, it's great. You don't have to do all the work because everyone wants to do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> Not even joking. My professor just used that analogy this week with all these group projects assigned. And she said, literally that you were, you did all the work in undergrad and now it's, I mean, some people want to do different things, but couldn't have said it better. It's very funny. <laughs> it's very funny. Such a stark contrast. Yes. But I want to say a brief story. If you guys haven't listened to episode eight with Yusra, we just had a good point for you ladies listening. Notice 
if you are on birth control, notice the side effects of those. Yes. <laughs> Deja's like, yes. <laughs> I, think, I think that that has something to do with me too, because I've been on it for years, since like my senior year of high school. So that's a long time to yeah. have something else in your body. So I think that maybe some things were happening with that too, but I don't know. But yeah, notice your side effects. Yes, because funny short story, not that funny, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't have a better word for it. I, I was put on this birth control and my gyno had warned me. She was like, you may have some anxiety. You may have some like depressive episodes. If you do just like realize it and stop taking it, like give me a call. I had never experienced anything like that in undergrad and I was put on it like probably senior year of undergrad and I'm out for a hike because I love hiking mm -hmm. and I'm out hiking with some friends and all of a sudden my heart starts racing. I start to have like watery eyes. I just start bawling for no reason and I just like have to take a moment because I could not breathe. Yes. Oh, that feeling. I know what you're talking about. And my boyfriend was with me and my friends, they all just like didn't know what to do. And my boyfriend just like, you know, he just like hugged me and was like, are you okay? And like, clearly not. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Be like, I'm fine as I'm crying. <laughs> and um, that was the first time, but other things had happened and I thought I was going crazy and I did not realize that I was having a panic attack. I didn't realize I was so anxious. I didn't realize the birth control was making me lose my mind. So realize that ladies, because clearly hormones have a profound effect on your body. Know what is changing and notice it early. It took way yeah. too long to change the, that medication it took me like five months I thought I was just losing my mind different medications work for different like different medications work differently for different people so maybe yeah try a different set of hormones estrogen or progesterone or you know whatever works exactly but that's just my side note I just think people don't realize at least I didn't realize when it was happening I was like whoa you mean a little pill with like hormones. I didn't even think anything would affect my mental health like that. And it does. It did for me. It doesn't for everybody, but that particular one did for me. But that's my story. <laughs> but any advice that you have for SPTs who are going through school right now? Just know that you're never alone and reach out to anyone if you need any help or just need someone to talk to. Reach out to me. Reach out to Gabby. Reach out to Sarah. Reach out to someone you're never alone everyone's here for you we're all a big family we're all here to help you remember that agreed yes the our community is just so so amazing and you know we're we may not all be going through or we may not all be going through the same classes but it's just nice to know like if you do need to vent or you're <laughs> i asked sarah i was like Hey, can you help me with this neuro concept real quick? <laughs> so just <laughs> different things like that. And it's just so nice to have a community. Um, but you are not alone. That's, that is so true. And, you know, even if you're about to start PT school, like reach out to PT students, don't be intimidated by us. We are like, you're going to be a student and you're going to make it through 
but we'll give you like all the tips and advice that we can because we've been through it and we just want to see, you know, our classmates um, or future classmates succeed. And for those people listening who want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? So, like I said, my blog is thecurlyclinician.com. My Instagram is just thecurlyclinician. If you want to email me, you can email me at thecurlyclinician at gmail.com. But the easiest thing to do is DM me on Instagram because I will respond to that faster than I will an email. Because usually if you email me, I want to have a, like a very thought out response. But if you do ever message me and I don't get back to you immediately, I promise that I've seen it and I will get back to you. I just don't want to give you like a halfway answer. I want to give you a good answer. So sometimes it just takes a few days because school comes first, of course. But yes, I'm always here if you need any advice, any help, want to ask any questions. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And I know so many people are going to benefit from your episode and your story. We just can't wait till we all meet in person. I know Deja and I have gotten together a few times and it's been great. So once we're all reunited, it'll be good. It'll be great. Thanks for having me. It's such a fun episode. So nice to catch up with y'all. Oh, of course. And we'll see you next time. I'm sure. I would love to come back. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.